Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Milana, and I will be your host. We are back after kind of like a two-week hiatus, um, and in the studio with me, we have, as usual, Mr. Connor Grimm. Thank you. Live studio audience. I'm back from my luxurious vacation at Lake of the Ozarks. (laughs) Um, Man, no offense to anybody from Missouri, but... It's unique. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to speaking of Missouri. Um, uh-huh. We have Missouri native and the one and only Andrew Matrone in the studio pew! today. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> what? Uh, the the worst, air horn. <laughs> worst sound of all time. All time. <laughs> Welcome back. Hey, it's good to be back. It's been a minute. I know. Yeah, let the people know what you've been doing. Uh, I've been doing a lot of things. Life's been crazy. It's been really great, though. Doing a lot of different things for the church, um, and so because that's kind of taken me out of doing some of the young adult stuff. But uh, young adults, youth, like it's all like still my first love. So there's nothing that gets me more excited than like sitting down with a young adult that's mm-hmm. going through something in life, and it's such a weird time to navigate. So getting to be like in this spot, being the old 34 year old dad of two. Feels good to like, you know, just share some thoughts because yeah. ultimately I really do love uh, young adults in the stage of life and what they have inside of them. Um, and I, I love to be someone that can help pull that out. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, we try to get you on pretty much every podcast. <laughs> we try to get you to speak at YA and yeah, just I've, shoot us right out of the sky. I've man. sucked. You yeah, big time us. But hey, we're, we're no, getting, you Andrew. Have it, Andrew. Just, we're getting <laughs> Andrew in the studio. We're recording a couple and then we're going to, we're going to just drag him back. Um, so he'll be more of a regular <laughs> on the podcast. Andrew, do you commit to 20 <clears throat> more podcasts by the end of the year? Yeah, I would. On the spot. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it's only a grand a podcast that charges. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good because we're working oh. on getting sponsorship, it's so that's half, okay. It's only half what I make per podcast. So. <laughs> Who are the, some of the brands that we said hey, that we want to sponsor Just so us? you guys know, if any of us made a dime on doing <laughs> podcasts, you'd have six podcasts a day. Yeah, so. for real. <laughs> we do not. We'd be better about <laughs> oh, not missing yeah. it. I'm sure somehow we're losing money on this. I don't know how, <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure. Time. Yeah, that's funny. Um, Well, we're back and everyone is here, the old OG crew. Um, And we're excited. You guys have been submitting lots of questions, um, lots of them. As per usual, just shoot us a DM, um, go to our website, keep submitting your questions because we love hearing what you guys want to hear about on the podcast. Um, One overwhelming question that we've sort of been continuing to get and fair warning it's another relationship but you guys love it don't <laughs> act like you don't sometimes sure. we get complaints but i'm like you guys we get these are the questions but you guys then we are go asking. through spotify and literally <laughs> 10 times over right. our relationship yeah. podcasts are listened to so all of you that are posting on instagram <laughs> that are like oh, i'm so tired of relationship stuff Low key, you're listening to it like five or six times. <laughs> yeah, you're commenting on it because you yeah. just listen to it. This yeah. is this Clicked is what the people want. So we're we have here heard for your you guys. cries, mm-hmm. and we are here to deliver. 
Um, but one question that we seem to be getting a lot more recently and has been coming up sort of um, in my conversations with young adults and just other places is this idea within the church, this like phrase that I think we hear a lot mm-hmm. about being equally yoked. Oh, there it is. The whole equally <laughs> yoked. Probably one of the biggest escapes out of any relationship. Yeah, every, <laughs> every single yep. breakup excuse yeah. like ever. It's the scapegoat. It is a good scapegoat. <laughs> it is, man. If you're not feeling it, or if you take them out on a date and they eat funny or something like that, I feel like God wants me to focus on me. Yeah, I just feel like we're unequally <laughs> yoked. Uh-huh. Yes. And by that, I mean, I mean, you suck. <laughs> yeah, <I'm awesome. laughs> yeah. I think it is used as a scapegoat, yeah. especially oh, for Christians. And I think it's talked about. So it's just that phrase is used so much in the church. But I think it's like almost has this weird connotation around it now that like, if someone were to ask, like, okay, well, what do you mean by that? I don't know that a lot of people would be able to like answer oh, no. truthfully, like what it truly means to be. I mean, I, I talked. I've talked <clears throat> to two people who've gone through a breakup in the past probably three months, and that was like the big reason why they broke up. And I don't think the person who used that as the reason could give a working definition of it, right? Or, or like, I mean, this sounds bad. I'm not trying to knock those experiences, but. It was just like you just weren't into him anymore, <laughs> yeah. and that's that's equally okay. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? That's but, a, that's a good enough reason, also. Yeah, yeah. So we want to talk about the whole equally yoked situation. What does it actually mean? When can you actually use it to break up with somebody? <laughs> <laughs> when is it actually real, okay? Yeah. When's yes. it applicable? Well, let's start there then. So what is what does it like biblically mean to be equally yoked? To be equally yoked. Well, I think you have to start with like where that even comes from, right? Whenever mm. Paul talks about that in Second Corinthians. And do you want me to read this scripture? Go for it. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, when man. it says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common, or what fellowship can light have with darkness, or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? And when it talks about yoked, it's, yoked is like an agricultural term. I wish we were doing a video podcast so we could show a picture. We're but, working on it. We're working on getting videos. Yeah, but up. picture picture <laughs> two. We've all seen it before. It's like you have two oxen, and it's like a contraption that goes over both of them. And it they would tie a plow to it, and wherever those oxen went, it would create like a, a hole in the soil or like a line in the soil, and, and seed would be planted behind it. And so this whole agricultural thought is that if you have one um, that is larger than the other— it's going to veer off path, and then the um, the seed can't be planted in the correct way, and then the, the roots won't grow in the correct way. So it's saying that, like, you have to be equally yoked with this person. You have to be on the same path. Um, you have to—and it, it doesn't make you better than, than that other person, but it's saying that you hold um, biblical values and a belief system about your faith and— and what God calls us to do on this earth and where you spend eternity. Um, and I think um, why that's so important, I think, now more than ever is because I think growing up when the church church was just, like, different, especially, like, in, in America, where, like, the, the church was actually growing in attendance probably when we were, like, younger. We were going through dating. Yeah. And now, like, the church really is pretty stagnant or declined in America. And because of that, there's a lot of different things that are creeping in when it comes to um, identity issues, uh, sexuality issues, or uh, deconstruction of the Word of God, or different things. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. so, and so now there's 
if if you're not equally yoked with somebody, if you don't carry the same value or belief system, there's just too much that I think in this time of life more than ever um, that can creep into a relationship. Yeah. And so I think that's why Paul is like screaming this of like you just can't you can't do it. Yeah. It's, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I think on the on the biggest like macro scale, being equally yoked is that both of you are followers of Jesus, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and you take that seriously. I think that I think that's probably the biggest application of this. But I do think it also now. I think like with anything, we can take something and and really dive into it and make it say something that it's not. But I, I think in the biggest picture, it's are both of you committed followers of Jesus? Mm-hmm. But then I do think it's intelligent to flesh that out. And like, what does that mean? Because like what Andrew's saying is like, we live in a world where the lines in sexuality are blurred and personal identity and all. And yeah, like where you view and hold the authority of the Bible, like those are all part of being a Christian. So I think it's not only are you a Christian, what kind of Christian are you? Are you a progressive Christian? Are you more of an Orthodox Christian? Like those things are super important. And so what I think it means biblically to be equally yoked is are you both committed followers of Jesus? And then do you both hold the major issues and tenets of the Christian faith the Mm -hmm. same? Yeah. Like, do you both hold the Bible as authoritative and inspired? Yeah. Do you both have the same view and weight of like church and church attendance and church involvement? Do you both have the same sexual ethic and sexual morality like views? Um, I just think those are important and play into what it means to be equally yoked. Yeah. If that makes any sense. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. That's good. And like start even like the macro scale, like you said, is like, are you both believers? Do you believe that like, Jesus is the Lord of your life because this thought like crossed my mind of like non-believers like if you're asking this question of like well they're not kind of a believer not really like I don't know that they would say like Jesus is like the Lord of my life but like if that's the case like they don't even have like a yoke per se like it would like referring a yoke like oxen or whatever Um, because in Matthew 11 it says Jesus says like follow me and come to me and take my yoke upon you so if like they're not even following Jesus yet. Like they don't even have a yoke to begin with. So right. they actually can't like go with you where you're going and like where God is yeah. wanting to lead you, which is like on a path of righteousness and yeah. like on your faith journey. And again, this isn't like bashing anybody that's not a Christian. No, but, yeah. But if you, if, I mean, we truly, truly get asked this question very often. Like, what does this mean? If we're talking just biblically, the, the easiest and most broad answer is two Christians dating each other. And then mm-hmm. if we're talking about like in a relationship and then diving more into the details of that. So if you are like a Christian dating a non-Christian, you're like, well, are we equally yoked? Mm-hmm. Biblically, the answer is no. Like right. no matter how great, yeah. it, they could be the best person in the world. Yeah. But if they're not a Christian, biblically, that answer <clears throat> is no. Yeah. Yes. They don't, yeah. they don't have. Yeah. They're not going in the same place. And again, you. that's not, that's not saying they're a bad, horrible person. Right. That's yeah. just saying that they're you know, and if if you if you like bring it down a level too, like think about if you're gonna date somebody or marry somebody who, um, even on a political spectrum, is very different. You know, especially nowadays, like oh, it's yeah. crazy how polarized like Trump or Biden. Like you might as well live on two different planets. You yeah. know, so mm-hmm. and you know we even factor those kind of things into relationships because we know like when it comes to like our value system, what we believe about certain things and certain issues. We're going to disagree 
Um, and I think to the 10th degree, that is what it is like when we're believers or followers of Christ and we hook up or link up with someone who's not. The, the value system, we're on different planets. Like we're in this series right now in our church called the right side, like it's called right side up. Like mm-hmm. we are operating as believers in this different kind of kingdom mindset, not only here on earth, but in eternal perspective. And so we as believers, we are operating out of like giving glory to God and, and trying to live a life that's going to like outlast us here on earth, that's going to have eternal impact someone who's not a believer to the fact of like, they're not a bad person, but they don't have a kingdom mindset. They don't have an eternal perspective on how they uh, view death or how they view um, just fearing things in this world, you know, that that I think. Or even the more practical in a relationship, like money and like generosity and, and, you know, how you delegate your time to like charity and helping people. Like, it truly affects every part of your life. Yes. Right. So, yeah. yeah, because a relationship with Christ is so transformative and transcends every aspect of your life. Yeah. Um, and, and someone who's not, it's just, yeah, it's, it's not, not a knock against it. It's just not the same. Yeah. Right. It's two different worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. And I mean, I feel like we've touched on this of like big picture, like why this matters of like, it comes down, like you guys just said, it comes down to literally everything. Like there's big picture kingdom mindset. And then there's like day to day, like marital things of like what, like you said, Connor, like money. And it's just every, like as a believer, that is the lens that you filter every single thing in your life through. Yeah. Yeah, If if I'm not a believer and Aaron is, and she's like, Hey, we're going to give 10% of our income to Red Rocks. (laughs) Yeah. I'd look at her like she's insane. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that that's how when it like practically fleshes itself out like in a relationship is like especially when one's a believer and one's not is that yeah, it affects how you delegate your time, where you spend your money, mm-hmm. the things you watch, the things you listen to, the things like you let in. Wink wink. Um <laughs> but like foreshadowing. Yeah, but just like I mean it, yeah, it affects everything. So what about then like somebody who um you know, because when we talked about it, like kind of like the excuse of why we're breaking up, like I just don't feel like we're in the same place. And mm-hmm. so, how, how does like a believer navigate? Because I also feel like you could take this down another level of like we're unequally yoked in in our relationship with Christ. Like, yes, yeah. you are a believer, uh, mm-hmm. because two people who love Jesus can still have a very unholy, right. unhealthy relationship. Right. There's a reason why. Um, the divorce rate is actually no different for people who are believers. Yeah. It's yeah. 50%. Like yeah. it's, it's wild. believer or not, you know? Um, so, and that's not always because people, I love Jesus more than you love Jesus. Or There's all, yeah. all sorts <laughs> yeah. of issues that align yeah. with that. But how does someone navigate that if, if you know, you're both believers, but we kind of seem like we're on different pages or different journeys do I do I do I hold out and do I just wait like well God's doing a work in them right now I can see it yeah um but it is affecting me like how how does someone navigate navigate that I think a lot of the times when because I've walked through this situation with lots of different young adults of like they're a believer but I'm not really sure we're like at the same place in our faith and I think sometimes some of the questions that we want to ask are like maybe not the right ones like sometimes I think we can look like oh well they've only been following Jesus for like a year and a half and I've Mm -hmm. known Jesus my whole life 
or like we don't attend. I attend church three times a week and volunteer at my youth ministry. And right. he only comes on Thursdays and or whatever. And like he doesn't raise his hands when he worships or <laughs> things like that, you know, like very almost like things that may not matter as much mm-hmm. and may not be like as telling about like uh, being unequally yoked or things like I think we can almost look at the wrong things to like decide that because in my experiment like just for example I met Jesus when I was 21 and my husband knew Jesus for his entire life so when Jake and I met I had been following Jesus for like like almost two years not even and I think some like I knew we shouldn't have let you in <laughs> <laughs> you knew that you interviewed me <laughs> um and I think sometimes that can be looked at as like being unequally yoked um when really it's like a more of a matter of like the heart of like who Jesus is to that person. Like I said this earlier, but like, is he the Lord of that person's life? Like are the decisions they're making like being filtered through a lens of like prayer and testing against scripture? Is it like that is what's leading their life? Are they, cause like sin struggles and things like that are going to be in the life of any believer. Except for me. (laughs) (laughs) Connor is holier it's, than especially me. There's a glow. There's a glow in this room. Maybe that's why it's so freaking it's a hot halo. here. Yeah, I'm sweating from holding this. But you know what I mean. It's like yeah. we can almost look at the wrong things when really it's more of like a matter of their heart and like where do they put Jesus in their life? Are they making decisions? Are they heading down a path of like righteousness and taking it like seriously almost? So yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of times when I hear people talk about this to me. It almost feels like they're measuring the amount of time they've been Christians. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been a Christian for five years. They've only been a Christian for two years. Are we unequally yoked? I don't think time matters as much as, like, the level of seriousness and, like, passion. Mm -hmm. Now, that can—it can factor in, in a sense. Like, if if you've been a Christian for 10 years and you feel like you've— you're at a certain place in your walk with God and you meet somebody who's amazing, but they've only been following Jesus for a year and mm-hmm. they're still figuring out a lot of things. Like I maybe you're quote unquote unequally yoked in the sense of you don't feel like waiting on this person to get to a place that you might be. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the specific time you've been a Christian matters as much as how serious is this person? Like, is this a get out of jail free card for them? Or is this like, is Jesus like changing their life? Like how, how much growth do you see in this person? Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's way more of like, are you guys passionate about following Jesus at the same level of like intensity and commitment with your life more than a measuring stick of like, who's been a Christian longer, who's gone through maybe certain things before somebody else has. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I do think like I remember me and me and my wife Jerica when we we were um, dating or courting. <laughs> courting. Uh, you know, I I just remember like our we we were both like serving in the youth ministry. Like we were, we had both kind of gr- grown up believers, but it, it also there was just like a depth to our spiritual conversation about God and about the Bible. You know, you can have conversations with people. And you're like, oh, we are like. You have enough of those conversations through some wisdom and discernment. You can you can get an idea of like we're not we're just not on the same same wavelength here. Right. Like we're not yeah. really thinking the same. Um, and and I I think that you have to you have to like 
enter into these relationships with like deep levels of wisdom and discernment. And, and you have to allow God to like, God, you have to like speak to me about this because like, I'm feeling like maybe we're not, we're not on the same page. And I, I think that you have to allow those kind of things. But what, what is, what are your conversations like with this person when you talk about church, when you talk about giving, when you talk about, right. and you're no dummy, right? Like, yeah. like yeah. if you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, like scripture says that God gives uh, wisdom without finding fault. Like you, you can, we all have like the, the gift to discern um, uh, the gift of wisdom. And, and I think that you have to step outside yourself for a moment and be like, okay, I know we've been dating for a long time. I know I like this person. I know I like who they are. I know I like their career and kind of where they're going. But like, is this the person that I feel like aligns with me spiritually? Because there's also people who um, are just as spiritually mature as you, but still don't align with you when it comes yeah. to like right. your, and it's it's just wild with, and you guys probably feel this with your spouse. There are cer- certain things to certain degrees that me and Jericho are like, I don't really see it that way. Um, yeah. Mostly when it comes to like maybe like church or things like that or how church should operate or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like spiritual truths and spiritual yeah. convictions from what we read in scripture, for the most part, we'll read scripture and read Jesus and have a, a very similar mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because we also have to remember that churches have been split into denominations for thousands of years because right. they, they love Jesus, but they cannot agree on how church should be done. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, th- I think that that for me is something where like we seem to really align and, and it was never like, I'm like moving over just so that you would like me more. Like, no, right. we, we, I'm very strong in my faith. You're strong in your faith. And man, God has kind of really aligned us yeah. in, in our mm-hmm. belief system. And that's really carried through when we talk with our kids, when it comes to finances, when it, mm-hmm. you know, we don't fight about those kind of things, you know, right. which yeah. you find plenty of other things to fight about. <laughs> if you're, yeah, fighting, if you're fighting about your relationship yeah. with the Lord in yeah. the Bible, that's going to add a whole nother thing to right. your life. Yeah. hundred percent. So yeah. No, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Like I do think, I, again, I do think like macro scale, You, it's just, you both need to be Christians. But then for the sake of your sanity, for the sake of your future marriage, for the ease of your relationship, dude, a Catholic and a Pentecostal, I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm yeah. just saying that that's a lot of conversations yeah. that are going to need to go so into opposite it. ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you can't just agree to disagree. <laughs> right. No. At, at, this, that at this will, point. It, dude, Aaron and I did that on like an issue or two. And we're like, whatever, we'll just pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. It comes. Aaron and I have been married for so oh Lord, oh six years, <laughs> six years, yes. <laughs> it's confirmed. Six years, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five. We did five last year. Yeah, six mm-hmm. years. We were together for like two and a half, three years before that, and stuff we like pushed. Now, luckily, it wasn't deal breaking or make or break, but it's just like little, little small things that we both were passionate about. Dude, it finds its way back yeah. until yeah. you actually work it out. Yeah. It's yeah, it's so important. Like we're about to have the uh, sex talk with our six-year-old, and it seems young, but in today's Do age, you not envy that's, that. You know, that's like. Yeah, for real. But if we don't have the same belief on sexuality and what we believe about this, what we believe like Scripture is saying, man, that that puts our child. Yeah, it affects more yeah. than you. In a strange predicament. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. so I think th- those things are are really important. And I, I get it. Like, if you're, 
if you're listening, you're like 28, 29, 30, and you've been following the Lord like your whole life and and you still find yourself single, like if we can step back for a moment, like we can validate and understand that you being in that season, like that makes it really difficult. And you start to feel like, okay, if I'm ever, I want to be married and I want to have a relationship. I don't want to do life alone. And, and you, you kind of start to like step back and kind of broaden out like, okay, well maybe like God has other people or maybe, maybe it's not, mm-hmm. you know? So I think too, for that person, it is really difficult. Um, yeah. And it's, it's hard to find good people people like i feel like especially yeah. I, I don't know i feel especially if you like you're a female like <laughs> i don't know guys and like guys are dirt <laughs> girls mature faster <laughs> yeah yeah and girls have their own issues you know but um yeah you know so like wh- what do you say to that person who's getting further along in life everyone around them is getting married and having kids and they're like i it's probably okay if i settle on some things don't settle why don't settle because, not, well, one, you said it earlier. I love the way you said it. You're like, you're going to find enough to disagree on. Right. <laughs> so biblical principles should not be one of them because that's just not worth it. But don't settle because, like, this journey that the Lord has you on, um, I always say this. I feel like I say this a lot to girls because they're like, I want to get married. And I just don't know. Maybe I'm called to singleness. And I'm always like, listen, like, joining your life with someone in pursuit of like Christ and building his church is like a godly yeah. desire. Mm-hmm. And like, if you have that, like God's not going to tease you with that. Yeah. Like, so don't, so, and it's okay to desire that. Yes. It's such, you don't have it's to so stop wonderful. praying about it. Like, or yeah. you're not weird to pray about that. It's, right. Yeah. Like it's so, it's like, and I think married people a lot can talk to single people and just be like, marriage is so great. And it is like, it's awesome. Marriage is wonderful. And I am love my husband, but it's not the end all be all. It's like a wonderful gift from the Lord. Yeah. And God like gives good gifts to his children. And if you desire that, like he wants to bless you with that. So don't settle because he I like I feel like I could say it over and over again. Like don't settle if you're listening to this because there is someone out there. I mean, there's no perfect knight in shining armor or like perfect angel woman out there that's going to like you're going to agree on everything and you'll never fight and they're going to be like this wonderful christian person that you're just gonna like have this blissful marriage with like every marriage is gonna be work and you guys will like there'll be tension and there'll be arguing like we we've said that a few times now (laughs) how many Um, we're making we're making marriage yeah we only had one argument (laughs) we're making marriage look real fun um but it's like there's no perfect person out there but there is someone who you can like you will be able to like run with Mm -hmm. and build god's kingdom with and like build a future with yeah God desires that for you. Yes, if you are hearing that, like, don't. Because there are people that listen, like, kind of walking down that path a little bit. but And they're to the, uh, almost trying to justify yeah, and a just, person. Yeah, just stop for a moment and, like, spend some time, like, praying. And let God, like, speak to you about your relationship and, mm-hmm. and the desires of your heart. And God's not, like, some overprotective father, like, some killjoy yeah. who's trying to keep you from, you know, always being a bridesmaid, never a bride, you know, (laughs) he's not going to 27 dress you, you know, but like, (laughs) I, I, I do think it's, it's tough, you know, and, and, you know, this is a whole nother conversation. I I got married. I just turned 23 and, you know, you get married young, you kind of grow up at each other's expense. Right. Um, you know, you learn, you still have to be a 20 something. If you get married at 28, 29, 30, it might be better in some ways, but at the same time, like 
I don't know, like you're kind of stuck in your ways. So, so like <laughs> yeah. there's never like this perfect timing, yeah. but I promise you, you want it to be God's timing. Yeah. So like, you know, if, if you wait until you're 30, 31, 32, but then like it's right and it's healthy and you all of a sudden have this like lifetime of this marriage that yes, struggles, but there's health and there's life and there's kingdom building. Trust me, it's far better. Mm-hmm. Than getting married when you're 23, 24, and it's like, yeah, I think I think it's like the right thing, you know. <laughs> right. Like we've been yeah. dating for a long time, we probably should, Might as well. yeah. right? You yeah. know. And then I've I've seen it's crazy. Now I'm entering the time of life where we've been married uh, almost 11 years now, and and like a lot of our friends, not a lot of our friends, but people that we knew going to college are with, starting to, are starting to like get divorces. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's weird. Now we're entering into like a whole another phase. I'm like, wait, they're not together. Yeah, it's, so weird. it's yeah. weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's super Crazy. weird. I'm like, yeah. I don't know how to reconcile that. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. But. Dude, I agree. Like, I don't know why this this little saying just popped in my head, but I feel like it's true. If you have to, like, justify this person to yourself now, you have yeah. to do it every morning when you wake up. That's You so know good. what I mean? It's true. Like, you'll have to justify this. And I'm not saying yeah. that God can't work things out right. for your good right. and mend and heal. But, like, again, it's not some gold standard. You're going to mm-hmm. have, everybody's going to have to have something that you work through, whatever. But I'm talking about deep in your, in your knower, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. in your soul where your Holy Spirit's trying to give you like red flags or like pump the brakes, but you just, you don't want to be single or you're just afraid that like, if you let this person go, like whatever, like it, the, if you have to make concessions and justify on like a, on like a deep soul level, that's going to, that's not going to go away yeah. just because you say right. I do. Mm-hmm. Right. So find somebody that you don't have to fight that feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That again, like I mean, I don't want to just beat a dead horse. Like nobody's perfect. You're gonna fight. You're gonna argue. They're gonna do stuff to you that bothers you. Like I mean, even tonight, I'm talking about little quirks that frustrate you. And for whatever reason, Aaron never fully closes the fridge. Never. <laughs> never. <laughs> it's like cra- me crazy. it's cracked like this much. <laughs> and dude. It drives me <laughs> up a wall. Every time I walk yes. by the fridge, I just touch it because I know that it's yeah, not it's, fully yeah. closed. Uh-huh. Like that stuff. That's not unequally yoked. That's somebody being a turd and you also, <laughs> you also having to get over it. And something. she has for every, every one of your one, she has 10. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I am sure. Yeah, I, I think remembering too, like God deeply cares about, about this. God yeah. deeply, deeply cares about deeply. like so he talked about it at the beginning of the word of God yeah. about like one man and one woman coming together in the the sanctity of like marriage and relationship like God mm-hmm. cares deeply about it and then in, all throughout the Old Testament and then through the New Testament and the teachings of Jesus and and Paul and like so he deeply cares about this um, and and so I think. I, I've, I, we say this all the time, but like, if God has like called you to something, He'll grace you for it, and He'll He'll give you the wisdom for it, the discernment for it. Um, so if you feel like you feel that tinge inside your your soul, or you feel like God's not speaking, like, man, pray to the Lord and yeah. seek Him on it. It it is, it's not weird to like seek the Lord spiritually about like your relationship. No. And I, no, I don't know why people kind of feel that yeah. sometimes. Like, man, that's just not. But he, he care. cares deeply yeah. about right. this. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like we've like spoke to a few like specifics, which I love because I think a lot of people who are asking these questions have a specific yeah. situation that they're facing. But there's one more that I like thought of and I can't like shake. But I feel like it's this idea of like, is it okay to date someone where like you're they're not where you're at in your faith, but they like want to be. 
like they have the desire to get there, but like, so you, maybe you are unequally yoked. Like maybe they're a little bit spiritually immature than you, but they want to be where that you are. I, I don't think that's being unequally yoked. I yeah. think that's a personal decision. Mm-hmm. That's, I kind of think that's up to you, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say that's somebody being unequally yoked. I mm-hmm. think that's, Hey, are you willing to, to go through this process with somebody? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but I, I wouldn't say that you're unequally yoked. I, I think yoke. What? This is so weird just saying yoked like a hundred times. Like, it's probably because you're sitting next to, to me. Starting to sound not like a, oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> you're so stupid. Oh my gosh. Starting to not sound like a word. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but but I, I think. If who's yeah. ever still listening. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but going back, I think that goes back to like uh, the whole thing of like, where's the heart? Where's the desire? Where's the growth? Like you can just tell for somebody who like this is serious and Jesus mm-hmm. has radically transformed their life. They might be 10 years behind you on time, but they're going to make that up quick with like passion and longing and right. like stuff like that. And so I don't think that's an unequally yoked thing. I just think that's up to you to be like, hey, it, 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 do I want somebody who is at my level, which sounds terrible because there is no level like right. whatever, like we're all broken. We all need Jesus every day. But do I just want somebody who has walked this road longer or am I okay? Yeah. Am I okay with somebody who's a little newer and might have, might be wrestling through things that Questions. I've already wrestled through and, yeah. and settled for myself? Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I always think about these questions like if, if how I would pastor somebody, if I'm like sitting across them at coffee or they come up to me mm-hmm. at church, I would really, if you were like, hey, I like this person, we're kind of starting to talk. I feel like we're like at different level spiritually. They love the Lord. I I would probably really be reading like your body language <laughs> and how you're saying it, and 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 probably like to that, I'd probably be like, I don't know, based off of what I'm hearing, it sounds like you know the answer. Yeah, right. and right. and kind of all the way back to like that wisdom thought of yeah, like that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you you probably know, and and there is something like just trust, mm-hmm. and and say like God, I'm I'm doing. I'm moving on from this relationship for the time being um, or I'm staying in it because I feel like you're, you're calling me to, to this and I'm going right. to trust you to the best of my ability. I feel like if I was standing before you in heaven one day and I said, God, to the best of my ability, I tried to do this with integrity and what you wanted for me. Right. And then, then let God begin to work in that. Yeah. Um, you know, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. yeah but that, that's for what sure. I would try to pastor somebody Definitely. through. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we've, we've probably exhausted <laughs> what we think it means. <laughs> But okay, so let, we've talked about like what it is, what it's not. Let's let's end this podcast. Let's spend the next literally three to four minutes just ending like this. So somebody's like, okay, I get what it biblically biblically means. Okay, I get, I get that. Whatever, it's not necessarily how long, but like where you're at, mature, whatever. Okay. Now somebody's like, hey, I'm jumping in the dating world. What are some <laughs> practical ways that maybe I can go about to gauge this for myself? I'm on Tinder or Bumble or whatever. <laughs> Hinge. Hinge. That's the popular one. Now. Yeah. Like I'm looking for somebody. I'm going I'm putting myself out there. I'm going to go out on some dates. What it may be just like a three, two to three things to look for to gauge this for yourself. Uh, yeah, I think um, I, I think I've talked about this before when it comes to, well, how do I know where they're at? Or how do mm-hmm. I know? You can, your first date could be 
or your first interaction, maybe not your first interaction, maybe like your first, like we're actually sitting down and talking. He's like, hey, tell me what your life was like before Jesus. Mm. Like what what was pre-Jesus Sarah like? <laughs> you know, like yeah. w- when was the moment that you met Jesus? Can you, can you tell me about the moment like you met Jesus? They should be able to have, unless they were like five or six. Yeah. You know, they should be able to have like that defining moment of like it was here. There's a pastor. I felt this. I responded this way. Awesome. What has your life been like since? And what yeah. what is God doing in your life now? You ask like those few questions, and then you speak to that too. You're not just interrogating them. Like it should be a conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you can get a pretty good gauge mm-hmm. um, on 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 those kind of things. You know, of like. Where were you before Jesus? When did you meet him? How did your life change after? And what's God doing in your life right now? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, and then obviously you're going to look at like fruit of their life. And right. Is, is there fruit coming from, from their life? And Yeah. Or, you know, I don't know. So. No, I think that's great. I mean, uh-huh. I, I, I actually love that. I was going to give like, one, are they a Christian? Two, like, do you— Go to the same church, not whatever. Like, but <laughs> I, know, I, I, I no, I think that's better. I think that's better though. Well, of course it was. Oh my gosh! Oh gosh! He's, I'm mute his mic. <laughs> <laughs> I could. Um, no, but I, I think that's better because here's the thing: if we're spending so much time on this, it's because it matters. Like, yes, I, I know it sounds cliche, but who you marry is the second most important decision you'll ever make outside of following Jesus. It's it is so important. Yeah. And so I think that asking those questions, yeah, because if somebody's like, oh, yeah, I follow Jesus. I used to party. Well, what'd you do this weekend? No, I went out and partied and, you know, <laughs> was down at the club and doing coke and all this stuff. You're like, <laughs> well, that doesn't really seem yeah. like much has changed, you yeah. know? Yeah. Right, yeah. So I think it's important. And again, it's not, you're not hiring somebody. Like you're looking yeah. for, you're looking for a spouse, somebody to be with. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah maybe think, you go first. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just sounds way more human than right. my like. Here's your seven things <laughs> to look for. Here's your checklist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, look at the heart of it. Yeah. And then you said this earlier, but it's like, don't forsake prayer. Like, mm-hmm. if it's wrong, if it's not right, like, the Holy Spirit will tell you. Yes. Like, if you feel a tension in your heart, then it might be that yeah, you guys aren't supposed to be yoked together. So yeah, you can move on. Or if you're like, hey. If it's the opposite, if they're like, well, I've been a Christian for a year, but I, I've seen his heart, and every time I pray, I feel good about it. Yeah, then, and and then ultimately, like, God, does this relationship bring you honor and glory? Yeah. Because, like, you and I are on this planet to give God glory. Mm-hmm. And if your relationship, even though you may both be Christians, is not giving God glory and honor and praise and all things pointing to him— it's not going to work out well. And, right. and me and my wife have had many scenes of that in our marriage. We're like, our marriage is not, and our lives are not giving God glory and honor and praise. And that's usually when we have the most tension within our home. Yeah. Um, so when that question is asked, that's ultimately, does your life bring God glory? Does yeah. your relationship, does your finances, um, does your sins, your integrity, all the things, does it, mm. does it point, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah, and at the end of the day, if you can't find somebody you're yoked to, go to the gym, get yoked, and then oh my look gosh. again. <laughs> yeah. Eat egg yolks, get yoked, and We've you'll just, be yoked. How many times can we say yoke before we end this podcast? I'm yoking. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that one was dumb. It took Andrew a second. It did. It took you a oh second. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it did. I was like, that's funny. That's amazing. Look at that. Uh, I'm a dad. You can tell. <laughs> dad jokes. So, well, hey. 
thank you so much for listening. Um, I mean, we don't want to just, we could probably talk about this forever, but you guys mm. tune out. So, um, no, I think this is important. Equally yoked. It comes up all the time. Um, and hopefully this podcast has been able to give you some clarity, maybe some verbiage and even some next steps, um, to, to take as far as this, this whole concept and, and dating and relationships and, being equally yoked goes. So, um, I don't know any final, final thoughts before we wrap this bad boy up. Any last minute things? No, don't, (laughs) don't, don't missionary date. Yeah. Yeah. Don't missionary. We should do a whole new podcast on missionary dating. Another relationship podcast. You guys, it's important. It is. Jobs. We talked about why it's success, career and relationships are Mm -hmm. like the, the three biggest things in the world Mm -hmm. in this age, in this I don't know what I'm saying. It's time in life, these young adult years. So, hey, thank you for listening. Um, If you think that this podcast would be helpful to anybody that you know, give it a share. Um, Be sure to rate us on Apple or Spotify. That's available now if you want to give us a five. If not, just go somewhere else. (laughs) Forget you ever heard this. But, hey, for all things uh, Red Rocks YA, you can find us at... At Red Rocks YA on, on the, Instagram on and gram. TikTok. And we're on the talk. Look at that. We're relevant. You know, we're, we're on the talk. Keeping up. Um, and hey, if you're in the Denver metro area, come hang out with us Thursday night, 7 o'clock at Red Rocks Church on our Lakewood campus. And come to church with us on Sundays. You can come at Arvada, Littleton, Lakewood, Park Meadows. Um, and if you're in Austin, Texas, go to our Austin campus. We'd love to have you be a part of the Red Rocks Church family. We love you guys. We will see you in two weeks. Uh, for a new discussion featuring Andrew Matrone once again. Oh, oh two in a row. That. Two weeks in a row. <laughs> I'm yoked. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Love you guys. We'll see you soon. Peace. Bye.